I want to make a difference in the world. I want to make it, you know, a difference in people's lives. I want to give them the the inspiration and the hope and the knowledge uh, that they can live, you know, their dreams. They can fulfill their goals, no matter what circumstances either they were born in or what circumstances they find themselves in now. That they don't have to be a victim of those circumstances. That they can be a product of their choices and. You know, I, I believe in in the law of abundance. There is more than enough success out there, and uh, I want everybody to go out and get their part of it. And the more people who are successful, the more people who accomplish their inspiring goals, the better uh, world that we're all going to live in. So it's it's a win 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 situation are an inspiring group of people. Every one of them from the larger than life comic book heroes you see on the big silver screen, the everyday heroes that let us live the privileged lives we do. Every hero has a story to tell. From the doctor saving lives at your local hospital, to the war veteran down the street who risked his life for our freedom, to the police officers and the firefighters who risked their safety to ensure ours. Every hero is special and every story worth telling. But there is one class of heroes that I think is often ignored. The entrepreneur, the creator, the producer. The ones who look at the problems in this world and think to themselves, you know what? I can fix that. I can help people. I can make a difference. Then they go out and do exactly that by creating a new product or introducing a new service. Some go on to change the world. Others make a world of difference to their customers. Welcome to The Hero Show. Join us as we pull back the masks on the world's finest heropreneurs and learn the secrets to their powers, their success, and their influence. So you can use those secrets to attract more sales, make more money, and experience more freedom in your business. I'm your host, Richard Matthews, and we are on in three, two, one. Hello and welcome back to The Hero Show. My name is Richard Matthews, and today I have the pleasure of having Nelson Tressler on the line. Nelson, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Thanks for having me, Richard. Awesome. So glad to have you, Nelson. Um, so what I want to do real quick is uh, just dive into your bio for those uh, those of my audience who don't know who you are, and then we can, uh, we can start chatting a little bit about your story. So Nelson Tressler is known as the uplifter of underdogs, and you have an interesting story. Your um, your success and life philosophy come from your unique beginnings, which involve a pretty fancy, fanciful story of rape, murder, extreme poverty, and the biggest trial ever to hit a small town. Um, and they were just those were just a few of the things waiting for you upon your birth. Uh, child of a 15-year-old mother, your long, young life had you starting at the bottom, oldest of five children raised in poverty by an abusive stepfather. Um, and you turned that resourcefulness and tenacity into a life skill, played college football, joined the U.S. Air Force, um, and you completed tours in Saudi Arabia and Turkey. Thank you for your service, by the way. Um, upon leaving the Air Force, you fulfilled your first big goal of being the first person in his extended family to receive a college degree. And I know you were mentioning earlier, you've gotten to the point where you've built and sold a couple of businesses as well. Is that right? Yeah. Yep. I've been fortunate enough to sell a few business chains that we started and, uh, um, exit those and now uh, doing this and trying to help other people, you know, live out their dreams. Awesome. So what I want to um, start with then is to find out um, what it is that you're known for, right? Uh, you know, what what's your business like now? Um, who do you serve? What do you actually like sell to the public, um, if anything, at this point? Um, and, you know, what's your what's your primary, like, I guess, driving thing that you're doing right now? Yeah. So right now I, I just released my book, The Unlucky Sperm Club, which kind of tells uh, my story and, and the story of my life kind of getting through the last great recession and my childhood. And it's it's kind of a memoir slash self-help book. Uh, just released that uh, November 12th. And uh, what we're working on right now is we've developed an app. It's called I Got Smarter. 
And the app is a goal fulfillment uh, program that uh, helps people finally achieve you know, their life's biggest goals by giving them all the tools, the knowledge, and the support to to finally see their goals through. I mean, one thing that we realize is most people don't have a knowledge problem when it comes to fulfilling their dreams and goals. They have an execution problem. They just don't do what they know they're supposed to do when they're supposed to do it. And that's what this app will do. This app will help them, you know, become crystal clear on what they want to accomplish and then crystal clear on the next step that has to happen in order to fulfill that dream and that goal. And does that uh, app come live? Yeah, that app, it, it is live. Uh, I will say we used to, it was called Six Months to Success and, and that app is still out there as well. But we uh, we originally envisioned the, uh, the business as people meeting together a- in a group and uh, going through uh, the uh, goal process with a guide that helped them. But, you know, with the pandemic, uh, you know, that was no longer feasible. So we've totally redesigned it. That's it. Yep. There yep. we go. So we totally redesigned the app. Uh, I got smarter is the program that we used in both uh, both models, but I got smarter is totally virtual. Uh, you can download the app. You can invite a success partner uh, to help you on your journey to success. And I think that's one of the things that's our secret sauce is finally being able to get somebody else involved in your in your goals and helping you stick with it. Yeah, absolutely. I know. Uh, um, I was I was just getting texted by a buddy of mine. We've been going through a workout program together, and we we every morning we text each other the like here's the you know what we accomplished this morning because yeah. it's just better to have a running partner than to try and do it by yourself. Yeah, and and that's the premise with the app is you have that real. Uh, real-time update. So every morning we go through a morning ritual where you plan out your day and the app automatically populates your task list through the questions that you get asked. And when you review your goal and what you're going, you know, what your goal to do's are. And, you know, we teach gratitude every day. There's a lot of things in there that I've used over my past 25 years of being obsessed with goals and personal development. And you as your, as a partner can see when your partner either accomplishes their morning ritual or, you know, by a certain time in the morning, if they don't, and then you get an alert to say, Hey, your partner either completed it and you can give them kudos or they didn't. And maybe you can give them a little bit of encouragement to get it done and get that day planned and, and get after your goals. Absolutely. That sounds really cool. I just downloaded it. So I'm going to, I'll test it out here after, uh, <laughs> awesome. Cause I've got, I've got several things I'm working on finishing and it's always better, you know, to, uh, to have people helping you push through them. So what I want to, uh, dive into then, um, is your origin story, right? So we say on the show, every good comic book hero has an origin story. It's the thing that made them into the hero they are today. Um, you know, whether you were, uh, we say uh, born a hero or bit by a radioactive spider that turned you into a hero. Um, or maybe you started in a job at some point and eventually you became an entrepreneur. Um, what I want to know is where you came from and what made you want to get into this whole entrepreneurship world? Yeah, I, I've got quite the original origin story. Uh, my mom became pregnant with me when she was 15 years old. Uh, while she was pregnant with me, her father, who was the local trash collector in a small town, my mom was one of 15 children, um, 
her father drove into a, the small town square. There he spotted two police officers. He stuck a gun out the window and opened fire on those police officers, killing one and critically wounding a, another. Uh, he was eventually captured and brought to stand trial where he was facing the death penalty. Uh, my mom uh, testified at my grandfather's trial that the reason that he had shot and killed that police officer was that that police officer had raped her and she was now pregnant with his baby, who was me. And uh, so that's kind of where my life started. Uh, and then eventually, you know, my mom's a teenage mother. She turns 21. She meets a man who eventually becomes my stepfather. Uh, come to find out he's an alcoholic, very abusive to me and my mother, and uh, dealing with that on a daily basis. Uh, eventually, you know, my mom has four, four more children with him. And because of the lifestyle that they're living, you know, uh, I don't tend to go to school very much in those times. My mom would rather me stay home and help with the kids. And I remember in the fourth grade, looking down at my report card and seeing straight Fs and the fact that I would be held back in school. And uh, I couldn't read, I couldn't write, I still can't spell. But, you know, at, at this time, uh, they decide to put me into special ed to get the help that I needed. Come to find out I have dyslexia. And uh, so that's kind of where my life began. Um, and eventually... Yeah. The Unlucky Sperm Club is an apt title then. Yeah, yeah. It, it, and, and that's my book. My book is kind of, you know, you know the, the subtitle is you're not a victim of your circumstances. You're a product of your choices. And uh, a lot of that seems yeah. like uh, those were the circumstances I was born into. But, you know, I, you always have a choice. And that's what eventually I realized is, you know, I was responsible for my success and I start, I needed to start making those choices to live the life that I wanted to live. So how did you go from that kind of an upbringing to being the kind of person who has built and sold several um, businesses? So eventually my stepfather was walking home drunk from a bar one night and uh, somebody else was driving home drunk from that bar and they ended up hitting and killing my stepfather. And it was at this time that my mom, my mom had dropped out of school in the eighth grade, um, never worked outside of the home. And now she has five children. And for the first time, you know, as hard as her life had been up to this point, for the first time, she has no hope uh, of being able to raise uh, our family on her own. And it's at this time that she decides that she wants to take her own life and she attempts suicide. And thankfully, she was not successful. But our family got split up at that time. And when my mom was released from the hospital, it was at that time that she realized she couldn't care for all of us on her own. And I went to go live with my grandmother, the, the wife of the man who shot and killed the police officer. And for the first time in my life, I kind of had a, a life where I didn't have to worry about somebody coming home and drunk and beating me or my mom didn't have to worry about caring for kids. And even though education was not a huge priority in our, in our family, of my Graham's 15 children, only two had ever graduated from high school. None had ever even attended college. And, but for the first time, you know, I had a stable childhood. And my Graham's one rule was, is that you were going to go to school. Uh, you know, she didn't really care how, how well you did at school, but you were going to go to school. And that was probably for her own sanity. You know, she had 15 kids. That was probably her only free time of the day is when the kids were in school. Yeah. So I started to realize I wasn't stupid. And um, 
you know, uh, and then one, one day a counselor came from a local university and talked about what you had to do to get into college and kind of those bells and whistles went off in my head. And I started to think, wow, what if I could become that first person in my family to graduate from college? And that day I set the goal to become that first person and, you know, long story short, it took me 12 years from setting that goal. It took me four different universities. It took me four years into the Air Force, but eventually I became that first person in my family to graduate from college. Awesome. So, so you graduated from college. Um, and then a- after that, is that when you got into, uh, um, got into the business community? Yeah. So I, uh, you know, after, after being able to graduate from college, I became obsessed with goals and personal development and then ended up using goals in every area of my life to really have a life I couldn't have imagined as a kid. And, uh, I went into uh, commercial real estate, uh, sales and leasing and was in that for 20 years, you know, use goals to become the number one salesperson worldwide in the retail division for a top five commercial firm. And then also, uh, also started, you know, more than 10 businesses, including one of the largest privately held uh, pet resort chains in the country and was able to exit that business, started a chain of children's learning centers, uh, you know, multiple businesses. I'm kind of a deal junkie, but, you know, uh, and then, you know, next month I'm going to be celebrating my 25th wedding anniversary. And I really look back at personal development and goals and really, you know, attribute a lot of my success on learning one, how to set a goal and then two, how to see it through to the end. And that's why I've started, I got smarter is to really help other people understand the power of goals and what a difference it can make in your life. Absolutely. And I, I love the, uh, the mindset you have that you're not a victim of your circumstance. Um, and it reminds me of a, of a discussion we keep seeing happen, you know, in our country and, you know, our, our uh, culture lately is that we are a victim of our circumstance and th- that some people are more, what you might call it privileged than others. Um, and I always, I always hated that discussion. Cause I was like, I look at like what my dad did, my, uh, um, and his, his story is not quite, like yours, but his, his father got in a car accident and died when he was eight years old and his mom had four kids and, you know, in the sixties and she was alone. And by the time he was 15, he was, he had to like work to support his family and his mother and those kind of things. Um, and I remember like, we had a great life growing up. Like we had, we, I had everything I ever wanted kind of thing. And I know that he worked his ass off to get himself to a point where he could, he could put me on the shoulder of giants, so to speak. So I had a, just a different starting point than he did. Yeah. Um, and it sounds like your, your three boys are going to have a significantly better starting point than you had. Um, and it's, it's amazing what you can do when you really work for something. Yeah. And, and you know what, that, that's another thing that I believe goals not only change the generation that, that are setting the goals and achieving the goals, but but they changed the generations to follow. You know, if, if your father would have made some different decisions and choices, uh, your life would be totally different. And, and in my life, I mean, I'm look, I look at my, my grandfather, uh, you know, he was standing trial uh, for murdering a police officer when he was 48 years old. 
I'm 48 years old this year, and I'm here talking to you about goals and personal development and helping people change their lives. My mom at this time was, you know, um, my mom at 17 was a, a single parent, you know, uh, with, with a baby. And, you know, I have a son who's, you know, 18 years old and, uh, has a, a scholarship to a division one school to play baseball, you know, made honors. And that's, that's the different that goals can make not only in your life, but the generations to follow. And hopefully, just like you said, I mean, I, I kind of talked about that in my book, The Unlucky Sperm Club, of standing on the shoulders of giants so that you can go further. And one of the things, I didn't really have those strong role models growing up, but I saw what I didn't want. And I saw what I didn't want to become. And you know what? If you don't have those shoulders of giants to stand on, maybe you see life and you try to get away from what you don't want to become. And uh, that's what I kind of did is I saw what I never wanted to do. I saw what I never wanted to become. And because of that, I, I looked further um, you know, to become something that, you know, again, I couldn't even have imagined. I didn't know what I wanted to become, but I absolutely knew what I didn't want to become because of the influences in my life. So the real question is now at 48, do you know what you want to become? You know what? It, it, it's a work in progress, but, you know, sitting here talking about, you know, goals and personal development with you and uh, helping inspire other people to really take control of their lives and, and realize that they can design the life that they really want. And what I've realized, you know, throughout my life is we're all just a few choices away from having that life that we want. And maybe it starts with that one choice, you know, like me making that choice to become the first person to graduate from college. I can trace all of my success yeah, and where I am now in life from that one goal. And, you know, I couldn't, I couldn't even have imagined this life today when I set that goal. But that's the great thing about goals and personal development is you don't always have to be who you are. And as you make those choices, you, you know, it's like, kind of like walking through fog. You can't really see more than a foot or two in front of you. But as you take those small little steps, more stuff opens up to you. And that's kind of what's happened in my life. And I'm hoping that, you know, that's what continues to happen, that I can't even imagine, you know, where I can uh, end up uh, as I continue on this journey to help inspire other people. Yeah, yeah, it's, uh, it reminds me a lot of just my own life choices and um, ending up where we are, right? My, you know, I, I mentioned before we got on the call, my my wife and I travel full time. I got four kids. We've been all over the country and we're looking at traveling the world. And it's, it's one of those things like if we go back to, you know, it's like 2012 and my wife and I were talking about, hey, what, what do we want to accomplish in the next three years? And like offhandedly wrote down like we'd like to travel the country on a little notebook and, you know you just take small steps and then suddenly like things are happening and you're doing things and we got a business growing and family growing. And, you know, our, our kids are more storied than most adults because of the experiences they've had, which is super cool. Um, And it's all, it's like setting small goals and just moving forward on them. Yeah. I mean, that's one of the things in our app I got smarter is we, we teach, uh, we teach people how to take big, huge goals and then break them down into what we call 30-day sprints. Because I think a lot of uh, problem happens with people achieving their goals is they have these big, huge goals, like they want to travel the world. And maybe that's two, three, four, five years away. And what they don't 
you know, kind of have top of mind is what can I do today to get closer to that, you know, end goal. But if you break that down, what can I do in the next 30 days to get there and where I want to end up 30 days from now? Now that's, that's top of mind. We can see that it's close enough. We can feel that. And when you break those big goals down like that, now you don't have those weeks and those months and even years of going by not doing anything to really accomplish that big goal because you don't realize what difference can I make because it seems so big. But when you break that down to that 30 day sprint, you know exactly what you need to do. And then we even break those down even further into weekly milestones to say, okay, here's where I want to be, you know, seven days from now. And here's where I want to be 14 days from now. And you always have that urgency. And a lot of people kind of fall short on their goals and really working on their goals because that urgency isn't there. Yeah, yeah. And I can I can give you like a, a real world example of something I'm working on right now that falls into that structure, right? So just because, you know, you mentioned travel the world, we're looking at buying a, a sailing yacht and we have the yacht picked out. We know how much it costs and we know how much it's going to cost us to actually travel in comparison to our current traveling situation. So we know where we want to get. We know it's going to take several years to get there um, from where we are now. Um, and so like I've, I've already, since I know what the end result is, um, I can look at my business now and I know that where we're sitting now, I need to add in our business, we need to add um, add five clients to one of our larger service area things. And I'm like, okay, so if I know I need to add those five service clients that we're, we're offering to be able to afford the next thing, then we have to, I have to break that down into like, so what do I need to do in order to get the, the next client? Right? And so I'm like, I have to, you know, I have to make sure that the service Thing that I'm talking about is actually done. So we break that down into like, what are the, the pieces that need to happen for that? And it comes all the way down to like, the thing I need to work on today is I need to like, I need to finish the headline for the sales page. Right. Yeah. And it's just one simple thing. And then tomorrow I need to finish like the body copy. And the day yeah. after I need to get the, you know, the sales video, you know, uh, outlined. Right. And it's those kind of things where you're taking a big thing of like, I want to travel the world and you can come all the way back down to what do I need to do today that helps me accomplish that goal? And for me, it's like, Hey, I need to write this headline. Right? Yeah. And then it's a simple, easy thing. Well, and, and I mean, really you think about it, it's so profound that those small little choices are going to get you to traveling the world, you know, coming up with that very succinct headline that people are going to want to open the email or whatever. That's the difference between you being able to accomplish that goal of traveling the world and not. And there's so many goals that are like that is when we break them down into those very small little uh, things that we have to do, we realize that these huge goals, these goals that are going to take a long time, really break down into very small steps that take, you know, literally 15, 20 minutes, you know, one step at a time. And, and that's how every journey yeah. is. It, it, it's, you know, the journey of a thousand miles is what one step, you know, starts with one step and it's one step at a time. And when we break those big dreams down into that, our mind kind of can wrap around that and we feel like we really can do it. And then we can gauge our process and our, and our mind loves that too, is they love to feel that, that progress and that process in, in, in the goal achievement. And the other thing that I've found too, is that it also helps free up your life um, because you know what you need to accomplish now and what you need to accomplish next week. And when they're small little steps, I can accomplish those things and then I can go and do other things like I can hang out with my kids and go fishing with my son. And, you know, so, you know, I, I tell 
I mentioned a few times on the show, my average workday is about four hours a day. Um, and yet my business is growing. Right. Um, yeah. And and that's that's just because when, once you learn how to do this process you're talking about, you can accomplish the things that are important that help you get where you want to go. Yeah. And, and that is so true uh, because, you know, so many people think they don't have time to, you know, do their goals. They don't have time to plan their morning and plan what they have to do. And what, what you realize when you, when you are able to do that on a consistent basis is you, you can't, you don't have time not to do that. And just, yeah. just like the lifestyle that you're living is you're getting everything done in four hours. And you're probably because you take that time and that energy and, and you have that knowledge on how to plan your day, you're probably accomplishing and getting more done than some people who are out there scrambling, you know, going from one fire and one crisis to another you, you're probably getting more done in four hours and they're able to get done in 12 hours. So yeah, I couldn't agree with you more. Yeah, it's uh, it's definitely, it, it, and I remember, I remember specifically when I had that epiphany in my life. Um, Cause it was, it was actually before we started traveling. Um, so four or five years ago now. And I remember sitting there and I was doing the whole 12 hour a day thing and like starving and like that kind of thing where, you know, it's like, I don't have time to eat kind of thing. And I have to work all the time because, you know, I'm not, I wasn't doing the right things. I was just trying to do everything. Yeah. Um, and, and I remember um, someone mentioned to me that creativity thrives with restrictions. Um, and there, the, the story they told was about uh, children, uh, like a uh, um, children on a playground um, where they would, um, they did some tests where they had a playground with no fence around it. So it was just like the concrete pad and then there was the grass area and whatnot. Um, and the grass area had no fence around it. And with no fence, the kids would stay in the concrete, on the concrete pad. They wouldn't go out and explore into the rest of the big playground. Um, and the moment they put a fence up, the kids would all explore into, into the grass area. Um, and it was this idea that, you know, children love boundaries. Um, and uh, when, you, when you get down to it, creativity loves boundaries. Um, and so... I've done, I started experimenting with things in my life. Like, Hey, what if instead of having an unlimited amount of time to work during the day, I've only got eight hours, like eight hours is it move on. Um, and then what if, what if I, instead of working eight hours, four day, five days a week, it's eight hours for four days a week. Right. And I take Fridays off. Right. And then what if it's, you know, what if I only work six hours a day and what if I only work four hours a day? And then you start to realize that now you've given yourself creative restrictions on like, okay, now I have to figure out what's actually important. <laughs> yeah. Um, and you start to grow. Yeah. And you know what? I, you can liken that to a kite too. You know, that the kite only rises when it has that, you know, that tightness of the string against it. As soon as you let that string go and there's, there's none of that boundaries or none of that, you know, holding it back, the kite will fall to the ground. But yeah. as long as that string's there, you know, controlling it and, you know, as you're saying, boundaries, that kite will continue to, uh, to, soar. to, yeah, soar. Exactly. Yeah. That's a good metaphor. I like that. I might steal it and use it later. You can use that. Go ahead. <laughs> so I want to talk a little bit about your superpowers, right? Every iconic hero has superpowers, whether that's a fancy flying suit made by a genius intellect or the ability to call down thunder from the sky, or maybe even super strength. Um, in the real world, heroes have what I call a zone of genius, which is either a skill or a set of skills that either you were born with or you developed over your life that really helps you to help other people slay their villains, right? How to help them come out on top in their journeys. And it's probably a skill that ties all of your other skills together, right? It's one of those, those, those one sort of like foundational thing that makes everything else 
um, what it is. So with that sort of framing, what do you think your superpower is? You know what? I, I've always had like a, a long-term vision. Like I've always looked at what my choices today were going to affect me in the future. And, and probably a lot of that was because of the childhood that I was raised in and, you know, realizing how bad it was and, and just hoping for better futures. And yeah. what I think a lot of people need to realize is, is as, especially in the day and age we're living now is everybody wants that instant gratification. They want to be happy today and they want that joy today. And, and they want, you know, today, 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 they, you know, they want to be rich today. They want that great relationship today. But what, what you realize is, is in order to get that, you know, as I said here, 20 years after graduating from college, uh, this is kind of this is kind of where I eventually wanted to end up. Uh, I did set a goal to be done with commercial real estate twenty years, and I was. And uh, you know, seeing that long term vision and being willing to kind of pay that price in advance, and understanding that's how success works is you have to pay for it in advance before you get it. It, it doesn't just happen. Uh, I've always realized that I always knew I had to put the work in and I always knew that if I worked hard enough and long enough that the success would come. And, uh, I think that's probably my, uh, superpower, uh, is just realizing yeah. that, you know, if you work hard enough and long enough, th things will, you know, eventually happen for you. I had a mentor when I was younger, um, tell me that we tend to vastly overestimate what we can accomplish in a year and vastly underestimate what we can accomplish in 10. Yep. Uh, Love that quote. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I've, I've realized that I've started to look at my life in longer term things because of that. And it's how I've accomplished is, you know, accomplished the things that I've accomplished over time is you realize 10, 10 years is all it takes to become world-class yep. at whatever it is you want to become world-class at. Um, if you're willing to put in the effort for it, and um, 10 years also isn't that long of a time, right? And yeah. like people, people think it is. They're like, I want it to happen in a year. Like I want to be there in a year and you're just not going to get there. Um, yeah. And then people switch. They change gears, right? They're like, oh, I, didn't, I didn't make it to world class or I didn't make it to success in a year. So they switch gears and start over. And if you do that for 10 years and you're <laughs> in the same place you were 10 years right. ago. Well, and, and, and I think, you know, I listened to uh, Jim Rohn this morning and he was talking about the two keys to success is patience and persistence. And yeah. I mean, you just kind of hit the nail on the head. You have to be patient, you know, to get there. But I mean, here we are in 2020, right? We just, we just started a new decade and, and what a way to start a new decade, right? Jeez. Uh, but at the beginning of the year, before all this happened, you know, you realize like, think back 10 years ago, think back to 2010 and you know, I think a lot of people kind of hit this decade and they're like, they either thought they would be further along or they haven't done a lot of the things that they would have loved to do. And guess what? 2030 will be here before we know it. And another decade will tick by. And, uh, you know, if we're not very deliberate with our lives and really going after them and, and living life with purpose, uh, another decade will come and go. And, the results that you got last decade, if you weren't happy with them, if you keep doing the same thing, you're going to be just as unhappy with the, with the next decade that comes. 
Yeah, it's a it's a it's an incredible thing to think about because you know, ten years ago, my my son was one. My wife and I were living in a, you know, a tiny fourplex apartment with uh, neighbors that were making all kinds of noise and, you know, a drug dealer on, on one side of us. And like, you know, we would, we would make the choice between, uh, you know, which one of us would eat with the kid today. Cause we didn't have enough money to feed the both, all the, all three of us. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, you know, now we're traveling the country with four kids and with a successful business and I'm well known in my industry and that kind of stuff. And a lot of that comes from just persistence the persistence and patience that you just mentioned yeah and and that's what we need to to realize too is if if we want something different we have to do something different i i think so many people you know and another another great thing that is your past your present doesn't necessarily you're not always going to be who you who you are today you know, and you start taking those small little steps and you start setting goals and you start working on yourself and becoming, you know, that superhero uh, that, that lives inside of each one of us. I mean, I love thinking about the potential in people. And that's what really gets me fired up is just the potential that lives in each one of us. And no matter where you're at in your life, you might not see it. Other people might not see it. You know, um, now that I've written this book, I've had the opportunity to some of my teachers have uh, reached out to me, you know, in first grade and, you know, all that throughout. And they're like, wow, we are so proud of you. But I remember those, you know, those teachers didn't see that, you know, necessarily see that potential back then because I didn't become maybe that person that I was back then. And as, start, as, start, as, soon, as soon as I started working on myself and trying to become that better version of myself, that's when my goals started to, you know, come to fruition. Absolutely. And, you know, it's, it's a difficult thing too, to, to be able to see potential. Not a lot of people can. Um, and so, you know, in your, in your life skills, learning how to cultivate that muscle of being able to see potential both in yourself and the people that are around you is a, is a valuable skill. Yeah. And, and I mean, I think you, you, you know, it might sound kind of egotistical, but I think you have to be your own hero. Uh, yeah. I, I think you really need to love yourself and be your, be the hero, uh, that, that lives inside of you. And as, as soon as you start realizing that potential inside of you and how much you have to offer the world and you start believing in yourself, that's when things will start to, to change for you. Absolutely. So my next question for you then is about your fatal flaw. And, you know, every superhero has their fatal flaw, whether that's Superman who has, you know, uh, kryptonite or Wonder Woman who can't remove her bracelets of victory without going mad. You probably have a flaw that's held you back in your business and entrepreneurial career, something that you struggled with. For me, it was things like perfectionism that kept me from shipping, right? Like I wanted to get something perfect, so I would never actually bring it to market. Um, or lack of self-care, which, you know, allowed, let my I let my clients walk all over me for years. Um, and Or maybe it's something like being a visionary and not having the... Uh, um, the discipline to actually implement, which probably doesn't sound like yours with all the goal setting stuff. But those are some of the things I struggled with, with um, as I became a, you know, a, a better entrepreneur. So I think more important than the flaw, though, is how have you worked to overcome it or rectify it so that people in our audience might learn a little bit from your experience? Yeah, I think, you know, thinking about it, I think probably my flaw is the uh, shiny object syndrome is, you know, I always see that next shiny thing. And that's kind of led me, you know, 
you know, at, at one time, you know, I was writing a book and and developing a commercial real estate property and running a chain of, you know, children's day or, uh, uh, pet resorts and doing being a commercial. It was kind of that shiny object. That, like I just didn't really focus on one thing. And, and because of that, I really couldn't put my all into it. And I was doing everything just okay. And that's one of the things that I'm trying to work on right now and uh, really put all of my energy and my effort. And focus is one of those things that I realize will make a huge difference. It, you know, it's, it's like the sun, you know, the sun is warm, but when you put a magnifying glass and you focus that sun on a piece of paper, it'll actually start it on fire. And I believe that's exactly what we can do when we start to really focus on our dreams and our goals. And we don't have that shiny object syndrome to where we're bouncing to the next best thing or the next thing that kind of catches our attention. When we put on those blinders and really focus and understand what our goals are and what we want to accomplish. And then we put, you know, all of our effort into that. That's when, you know, great things start to happen. And that's one of the things I've struggled with my whole life. Yeah. Yeah. It totally makes sense. And it's something that, uh, um, I have been getting better at over the last year or so with my business and learning how to focus on, Hey, like what's the one thing that's going to help me get to where I want to go next. Um, and so I've got my one, my one business, that I'm focusing on and that's got scalable stuff. And it's, it's like, it's, it's difficult to make that transition from focusing on lots of things to focusing on one thing, especially when like, you know, you need the revenue to, to grow. So you're like, I have to say no to some revenue opportunities in order to focus on this other, the, you know, this one thing. And that's a, that's a difficult choice to make for, for entrepreneurs. Yeah. And, and that's one of the chapters in my book, the unlucky sperm club is addition by subtraction. And a lot of times when you're out there striving, you know, to, to reach goals and to have more in your life, I mean, you, you want more, you want to do more, you want, you want to see more. And a lot of times what you don't realize is in order to do that, you have to get rid of some things. So, you know, whether that be negative people, whether that be other distractions, but what we realize is, is sometimes if we subtract things out of our lives, that's how we're going to gain things. So addition by subtraction is something that we kind of got to take a step back and see what, what, what do we need to get rid of maybe uh, to get what we want. So I think that sort of leads me into my next question for you, which is your common enemy. And, you know, every superhero has an arch nemesis, right? It's a thing that they constantly have to fight against in their world. Um, and in the world of business, it takes on a lot of forms, but generally we're putting in the, t in, in terms of your clients or your audience, right? The people that you're speaking to in your business. Um, and it's a mindset or a flaw that they constantly have to, um, you constantly have to fight against, right? Something that if you had your magic wand and you could just bop the head of every reader who picks up your book on the head and just get rid of it immediately, um, so they could get better, faster, faster results. Um, what would that common enemy be for you and your current, your current, uh, business? Yeah, I mean, I, I think one of the things that I think I got smarter really helps people with is sticking with their goals. And we kind of talked about this is we, we don't necessarily have a knowledge problem when it comes to achieving our goals. We have an execution problem. We just don't follow through with it. And I think that nemesis is giving up uh, before we achieve our goals and losing focus and 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 not moving forward. Object. 
Yeah, exactly. And I think, you know, I, I always think about that one story of the, the guy who was uh, digging a mine in, uh, in Colorado and he dug for about six months and never ended up hitting anything and decided, you know, this isn't for me. I'm going to head back to wherever he went. And he sold his claim for next to nothing. And the next guy that came in there and started to dig, dug like three feet and ended up hitting the biggest strike ever in Colorado. And I think there's so many people out there that fall short where there are a few choices away from actually finally achieving their goal, or maybe that next big milestone that would keep them going is, uh, you know, just keep going, just don't quit and, uh, and stay focused on your, your dreams and goals. They're, they're worth it. Yeah. Yeah. I, one of my favorite quotes, um, is, I believe it's Winston Churchill, but it's uh, never, ever, 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 ever give up. Right. Yeah. Um, and I don't know how many evers there are in his never, ever give up thing. But the the idea is just that the you you have to keep going. Right. The fa- failure is is a stepping stone to greatness is one of the things I say, um, yeah. say to my 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 clients and my uh, my staff and my kids is that that failure only happens when you give up um, and really nowadays there's no competition for someone who has the persistence to keep going right because most people give up most people you know have that shiny object syndrome where they're changing their focus and stuff like that and when you have the ability to keep going and keep pushing and keep striving um there's there's no competition for people like that yeah and i mean those are the people that we hear about those, you know, the people that keep going are the people who didn't quit. And I love reading biographies and, and just seeing the struggles and the trials that all these, you know, successful people have done. And a lot of times people look at them and think that they're an overnight success or they had it easy. But when you dig down, there's so much trials and, and uh, heartaches and, and, you know, times where they could have given up or, you know, maybe even should have given up, but they didn't. And then there's those people out there that you've never heard of. And the reason that you haven't heard of those people is they quit. You know, they didn't follow through with their dreams and their goals and you won't hear about them. And who knows what they would have invented or accomplished uh, that would have not only, you know, changed their life, but, you know, maybe changed the world. Yeah, absolutely. It's uh, it's one of the reasons why we run this show is to get um, more and pe- more and more people to understand that uh, entrepreneurs and people who uh, who do what we do are the ones that change the world. We're the ones that make it go round. Um, yeah. And and you know, the more positive stories we can get out, hopefully, we can inspire more people to uh, to do that, to take their value, whatever that is, and get it out to the world. Yeah, and 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 that's kind of our uh, our statement at uh, I got smarter is we want to change the world, you know, one person and one inspiring goal at a time. And the way that we're going to do that is we want to change the world, but we want to change the person's world uh, who is uh, seeking that goal. And that's how we're going to change the the entire world is by changing their world. Yeah, I think that ties right into my next question, which is your your driving force, right? The uh, the flip side of your common enemy you're driving force and just like spider-man fights to save new york or batman fights to save gotham or google fights to index and categorize all the world's information was it that you guys are fighting for at i got smarter yeah i mean i i want to make a difference in the world i want to make it but you know a difference in people's lives i want to give them the the inspiration and the hope and the knowledge 
that they can live, you know, their dreams, they can fulfill their goals, no matter what circumstances either they were born in or what circumstances they find themselves in now, that they don't have to be a victim of those circumstances, that they can be a product of their choices. And, you know, I, I believe in, in the law of abundance. There is more than enough success out there. And uh, I want everybody to go out and get their part of it. And the more people who are successful, the more people who accomplish their inspiring goals, the better uh, world that we're all going to live in. So it's, it's a win-win-win situation. Absolutely. And uh, like one of the things that always uh, cracks me up about people who are, uh, are, are worried about things like competition or worried about the, uh, the finite resources of the world is I was like, like, it's like, have you ever like looked at the restaurant industry? Like they have, they have a, a word that they use in the in restaurant industry called coopetition, where like, there's a, like, there's a reason why you find places where all the restaurants will come together is because the more of them are there competing, the better they all do. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um, and th that, that applies to a lot of industries um, and to a lot of business because there really isn't um, some limited amount of resources and abundance that we have to, you know, slice the pie and share, right? We, we create, we make more pie. <laughs> yep, exactly. Yeah. And, and that's the, I think a lot of people struggle with having that scarcity mindset is that if somebody else is successful out there, if somebody else is doing well, somehow, some way they feel like that there's less out there for them and, and they begrudge that. And yeah. uh, that mindset is, is a killer to a lot of people. And the flip side of that is people who are successful or who are working on becoming successful will a lot of times feel like they're taking from someone else instead of creating new and then self-sabotage. Um, and that's a hard thing to deal with as well. Um, is, is learning how, um, how profit and creation like adds to abundance. It doesn't subtract from it. Yeah, no, I, I agree a hundred percent. I mean, and, and look where we are today and then just go back 20 years for, uh, ago and, and look at everything that's, you know, the internet has done and, and, you know, we couldn't even have imagined this and, and it's not like there's not enough opportunity out there for people. There's more opportunity now than, than there ever has been. So, I mean, we live in a universe of abundance and there is always enough, you know, success out there to go around for anybody who's willing to, you know, go after it and work for it. Yeah. It cracks me up because, you know, 20 years ago, I just turned 35 the other day. So I was 15 and I remember at 15, um, I was, we were using a AOL instant messenger to chat with our friends. That was like yeah. the new thing. And I remember specifically having conversations, talking with my friends about how cool it would be if you could like get on video and talk to each other. Right. And like now her whole life is like based on video chats. Um, and it's just a, a standard operating procedure. Um, and you know, everyone has a, you know, I remember, um, back then my, uh, um, I, like I had to build a computer from scratch to get a computer. Right. And it was like this big thing. And now you carry around a, everyone carries around a computer in their pocket. That's yeah. like way more powerful than what I had back then. Well, and, and, and you know what, that's, that's a great thing to think about because I think a lot of people in their lives right now can't even envision living the, the type of life that they want to live. And you look back, you know, you know, when you were, you know, 15 years ago or, or whatever, look how different life can be. And, and that's what people need to realize is 
you know, just because your life is the way that it is today, that's not the way it always has to be. And, uh, you know, be patient, be persistent, make those choices that are going to get you there. And eventually you'll get there. I mean, I think we're all living uh, in a world that we couldn't have imagined even a year ago now, you know, with everything that's going on. So, you know, that's possible in each one of our lives towards, you know, the good and and the betterment of where we want to be as well. Absolutely. So I want to talk talk about something um, a little more practical. I call this the uh, hero's tool belt. And it's just, you know, just like every superhero has a tool belt with awesome gadgets like batarangs or uh, web slingers or laser eyes or, uh, you know, magical hammers that, you know, call down thunder, thunder from the sky. Um, I want to talk about one or two tools that you use in your business every day that you couldn't live without. It could be anything from your notepad to your calendar to your marketing tools, something you use to actually deliver your product and services something you think is essential to getting the job done on a daily basis could even be your app that you're, uh, I, built. I was going to go there. I was going to throw this selfish plug in there, but I, I, I truly believe, I mean, the, the, I got smarter app, uh, helps me plan my day. It, it helps me stay accountable. Uh, it really gets really me meta, focused. by the way, to use, What's I got that? smarter. It's really meta to build. I got smarter to use. I got smarter to build. I got smarter. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, and I got smarter as an acronym. Each one of those letters means something. And we teach that, you know, with the I being the individual and working on that. But, you know, y- using this app to really plan out my day and to stay accountable to myself, to do the things that I said I was going to do. I-, I I can't imagine, you know, y- you get to that point where you can't imagine doing anything without it. And and that app is that for me right now. Um, and And you know what? Good people. I mean, that, I would have to say, you know, surrounding yourself with good people. Um, I've, I've had that ability my entire business career. Uh, I think the only thing that I'm good at is picking good people. Uh, everything else, I, I don't know where, where my, you know, that superpower is, but picking good a people. a lifetime of experience finding out what bad people are like. So. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And picking good people and then just letting them, you know, do their thing is, is another thing that I think everybody should have in their uh, superhero tool belt. Yeah, makes a lot of sense. Um, and I look forward to uh, to playing around with I Got Smarter a little bit myself and maybe helping me accomplish my goals. I'll keep you up on that as, we, uh, as I use it. Uh, awesome. <laughs> Speaking of heroic tools, I want to take a few minutes to tell you about a tool we built that powers the Hero Show and is now this show's primary sponsor. Hey there, fellow podcaster. Having a weekly audio and video show on all the major online networks that builds your brand, creates fame, and drives sales for your business doesn't have to be hard. I know it feels that way because you've tried managing your show internally and realize how resource intensive it can be. You felt the pain of pouring eight to 10 hours of work into just getting one hour of content published and promoted all over the place. You see the drain on your resources, but you do it anyways because you know how powerful it is. Heck, you've probably even tried some of those automated solutions and ended up with stuff that makes your brand look cheesy and cheap. That's not helping grow your business. Don't give up though. The struggle ends now. Introducing Push Button Podcasts, a done-for-you service that will help you get your show out every single week without you lifting a finger after you've pushed that stop record button. We handle everything else, uploading, editing, transcribing, writing, research, graphics, publication, and promotion, all done by real humans who know, understand, and care about your brand almost as much as you do. Empowered by our own proprietary technology, our team will let you get back to doing what you love while we handle the rest. Check us out at pushbuttonpodcast.com forward slash hero 
for 10% off the lifetime of your service with us and see the power of having an audio and video podcast growing and driving micro-celebrity status and business in your niche without you having to lift more than a finger to push that stop record button. Again, that's pushbuttonpodcast.com forward slash hero. See you there. You're listening to The Hero Show, unlocking the power of influence and success. Um, but my next question for you is about your own personal heroes, right? So every hero has their mentors, right? Um, Frodo had Gandalf, Luke had Obi-Wan, Robert Kiyosaki had his rich dad. Um, Spider-Man even had his Uncle Ben. So um, who were some of your heroes? Were they real-life mentors, speakers, or authors, maybe peers who were just a couple years ahead of you? And how important were they to what you've accomplished over the last you know, 20 years? Yeah, I mean, I think one of my heroes goes back to my youth. I got placed into the uh, Big Brother, Big Sister program. And uh, at a time in my life where I didn't really have that contrast of the lifestyle that I was living, that there was anything different out there. And uh, I got a, a Big Brother. Uh, his name was Chuck and his wife, Mary. And they kind of gave me that contrast of, hey, life can be this way. And it, and it showed me that there were different things out there that life didn't have to be that way. So definitely uh, he helped me kind of go in a, a different direction. He ended up, you know, he had gone in the Navy on the GI Bill and I eventually went to the Air Force on the GI Bill to finish college. And so he made a huge difference in my life. And then, you know, also um, not my first stepdad, but my uh, my mom eventually married after my uh, my first stepdad was killed. And uh, she married a man who couldn't have been any more different than him, uh, ended up coming in and raising, you know, my brothers as if they were his own and uh, just, uh, you know, treated my mom like a, uh, you know, the queen that she was. And, and now she's living a totally different life than what she lived back then. So, you know, th those two, those two people had made a huge influence in my life. Yeah, that's amazing. I've, uh, I've, I've considered uh, joining the Big Brother program myself, um, but it's hard to do when you're traveling around and doing yeah, what we do. Sure. So maybe maybe someday when we settle down. But um, I, I I love that program, love the idea because it's it's one of those things that uh, uh, I just culturally I wish I wish we could figure out a way to to have more father figures for young men um, and young women because uh, it would. I think it would dramatically change our world for the better. It, it sure changed my world. So yeah, I, I agree a hundred percent. Yeah. So I'm going to talk about one, um, one last thing here, which is your guiding principles, right? And it's one of the things that makes heroes heroic is that they live by a code, right? You know, for instance, Batman never kills his enemies. He only ever brings them to Arkham Asylum. So as we wrap up the interview, I want to talk about the top one or two principles you use regularly in your life. Um, you know, maybe something you wish you knew when you first started out on your own hero's journey. I mean, one thing I think that has helped me is to try to always over deliver. I mean, in commercial real estate and uh, in the businesses that that I ran, we always tried to, uh, you know, over deliver for the value that we were doing. And I think people really appreciate that. And, uh, you know, just always, uh, always putting the customer first. I mean, that's the reason that you're doing uh, any business that you're doing is to help the customer. So have the customer in mind. Don't 
don't worry about what's in it for you. I mean, everything has to work for the business to succeed, but it will work for the business to succeed whenever you put the customer first and you over deliver uh, on that value that uh, you're providing for them. Yeah, yeah. One of the ways that I, I sort of use that principle in my business is uh, I, I, I say uh, give first and give till it hurts. Um, and then it comes back around. Yeah. Right? yeah. Um, yeah. And and that's that's the way we I try to run everything we do for our clients and the stuff that, that we do in our business. Um, and it's it's such a you know, it's it's basically it's a it's a just a method methodology behind um, over delivering right under promise over deliver. Yep. Um, and it's a it's a much easier to run your business that way and to get referrals and to grow than if you're over promising and under delivering. Absolutely. Absolutely. So cool. Well, that is basically a wrap on our interview. Um, but I do finish every interview with a simple challenge I call the heroes challenge. And we do this is a selfish thing really to, uh, hope, you know, hopefully find access to stories I might never find on my own. So the question is simple. Do you have someone in your life or in your network that you think has a cool entrepreneurial story? Who are they? First names are fine. And why do you think they should come share their story on our show? First person that comes to mind for you. Yeah, I mean, my my partner Austin, uh, he's got a great story. Uh, he is probably one of the uh, you know most customer uh, service oriented people I've ever you know came in contact with. I wrote about some of uh, his adventures in in the pet resorts in my book and how he overcame uh, you know some drastic uh, you know struggles in that business. But yeah, I think he would be uh, great on here and he's got some great stories and just a different way of looking at things. And, and again, just surrounding myself with great people. And I think he's one of them. Awesome. Well, we'll reach out, out afterwards and see if we can uh, we can get him on the show. So uh, in, in comic books, there's always the uh, crowd of people at the end who are uh, are cheering and clapping for the uh, the heroes and the work that they've done. So as we close our analogous to that, um, is is where where can people find you if they want your help in the future? Where can they light up the bat signal, so to speak? Um, and more importantly, who are the right types of people to sort of reach out and you know maybe pick up your book or uh, or pick up your app and that kind of stuff? Yeah, I mean, uh, you can go to nelsontressler.com and you can find the app there. Uh, you can also go find the app on the app store at uh, I got smarter, all one word. Uh, my book is on Amazon. So just type in the Unlucky Sperm Club and it'll be there, but it's also at nelsontressler.com. And anybody who wants to live more, more potential, you know, live to their potential. Uh, in, in the app, I've seen the app help people who've never, ever been able to stick to a goal and accomplish it, uh, have great success and be able to finally do that. And then I've also seen people who, you know, feel like they've have this goal thing uh, pretty well under wraps and then use the I Got Smarter program and just take their goal achievement to a different level. So it's anybody out there that wants to live a better, more fulfilling life and, and really live life with purpose. Absolutely. Thank you very much for uh, coming on the show today. It's been a uh... Um, excellent having you here, uh, Nelson. So I guess as as we we send off, do you have any uh, final words of wisdom for my audience before I uh, hit this stop record button? Yeah, do, do it now. I mean, if you felt inspired, if you have that little voice in the back of your head, 
do it now. Don't wait, you know, for next week to start. Don't wait till Monday or New Year's or whatever arbitrary date you're putting in your mind. Move forward now and do what you can. Time's our greatest resource and uh, we need to use every second of it uh, to live the life that uh, we want to live. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, we're not guaranteed tomorrow. And I tell people all the time, my plan is to get into the grave. So, yep. (laughs) Awesome. Thank you so much for coming on today, Nelson. All right. Appreciate you having me, Richard.